What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Pick and Roll live streams. We're back here for Tuesday NBA playoff action tonight as we get you set with a free pick. But as always, we're going to start off with a recap of the previous day's plays. Before we do that, please make sure you've hit the like button on this stream and you're subscribed to the board YouTube channel for more NBA playoff betting content over here. So the recap of yesterday's play. Unfortunate on the quarter unit, same game parlay. Josh Hart moves to the bench and we can't recover with those minutes there. And unfortunately, he is the only two. He has the only two losses of this five-leg parlay. So uh, we'll go over to Pips here. Uh, the total units in the season, by the way, at 10.2. The ROI is at 3.5%. But we'll go to Pips here. Uh, I mean, nothing much you can do to predict that. But Quinton Grimes starts in place of Josh Hart. Yeah, I kind of expected some more minutes for, for Grimes. But when I saw uh, quickly doubtful, I went with Hart. I was actually uh, trying to decide between Kyle Lowry, uh, uh, alternative points, and Brogdon uh, and Branson assists. I was be, 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 between two, two, two of them, and then I saw quickly doubtful and invent in George Hart. So yeah. it kind of usually goes like that. Randall, easy cover rebounds, easy cover points, Struz easy yeah yeah i think yeah so, so uh unfortunately yeah 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 nothing to do there 20 minutes for josh hart a bit quickly out yeah that's also they didn't miss entire game so no many not much of rebounding chances in this game so yeah yeah unfortunate on that the big part lay there had had good chances if josh hart got the minutes that we were expecting i mean i was talking yesterday like he's gonna be getting like 40 plus minutes but uh gets half of that in this game so not much from a betting perspective uh a little bit of bad luck so apologies on that today for the official pick i don't think i mean i don't want to jinx anything but i really don't think we should be dealing with a minute issue when it comes to any of these players if we do then something's wrong because we have Jokic, Durant, and MPJ featured in on our same game parlay. I think it would have been pretty easy to have guessed that it would be KD and Jokic once again involved. So we're going to be taking them both on 25 plus points. And in order to get them both at 25 at good odds at, or at odds closer to even, we're going to add in Michael Porter Jr. over four and a half rebounds, which all equates to plus 100 at bet MGM. So we spoke about yesterday on the show a little bit. Uh, how Pips was likely going to go back to Jokic and Durant, adding in Porter here. Uh, what do you continue to like about Durant and Jokic in this series? This is the third time going to them so far. So far, worked very well. Not many adjustments on either side. Durant already seeing double teams, scored 36-39 last two games. One game, low usage, high efficiency. One game, low efficiency, high usage. The average is somewhere in between, but still both game 39, 36. So in between should be like 37, 38. <laughs> so yeah, I, I just think 30 points from Durant is a must, especially Booker seeing so many double teams. And yeah, his efficiency. I have keeps everyone keeps saying they need to need to take a variance hit. I don't think it does at the higher level, but it will get some variance in away game 
like the last two games he didn't miss a shot almost so yeah it will be more I, I'm like more confident KD gets it because they were doubling team in Booker and he was killing them so they will still continue with high pressure on, on Devin Booker and KD is KD and <laughs> 45 minutes 44 minutes 10, 10 to 5 points should be easy for him Last two games, he showed that it's not easy to defend him. And, yep, that's about it. Jokic, second game, third game of the series, getting doubled. Uh, second game of the series was allowed to score 39 points. Third game was double teamed, scored 30 points. They went back to leaving him to score 53 points, average 40 points over the last three games, no matter what they decide to do. I think it kind of worked to let him cook and keep everyone out of the game. So, expecting uh, Jokic to, to score. Also, Jokic is usually known that when he gets double teamed, he usually just tries to uh, involve everyone. Mm-hmm. In this series, even if he gets double teamed, I think he'll be aggressive. He was furious after the last game, some of the timeouts and... Yeah... 2-2 in the series, going back home, huge yeah. game for, for Nicola. And the thing is about Michael Porter Jr., last two games, 15.5 rebounding chances, 11 rebounds a game, even though Suns didn't miss much. So I think his rebound, so last two games, 36 and 40 minutes. So, uh, nuggets are tightening their their rotation while seeing if Suns are going opposite direction. So I I, I think we, Porter Junior with 35 plus minutes should be able to get five rebounds because Jokic is other level a lot and uh, Mike Porter Junior is being a big side defender, mostly out of corner guys for for for, for the for the Suns. So he is closest to the rim and he's rebounding out of the poor shooters. So I think that that should work in this game also. Last two games, as I said, 11 rebounds average, both games over 10 rebounds. So in a games where Tender lost, where Suns shoot great, Gordon is pulled out defending KD. So Gordon is not rebounding much. Thing is, I think he averaged like seven rebounding chances a game. Aaron Gordon. Last game we saw only four rebounds from Nikola Jokic. So I think Michael Porter Jr. defensive defensive scheme is great for him to get rebounds. He has great size. He's good rebounder. And yeah, minutes should be there. So yeah, all, all, all three should work great together. Yeah, I <laughs> the interruption there, but yeah, I like this one a lot. I mean, the, the Jokic and, and Durant plays have been doing really well. Have you been playing that all series? So happy to go back to that one. And Porter with those minutes, you, sh- you should be able to see the four and a half. So like this combination here and like that we're getting those plus 100 odds. I think uh, somebody commented is minus 105 at DK. So you can hop over to MGM and get this. That is superior to save those five cents. If you're going to be shopping around and making sure that you're getting the best price, please use our affiliate link in the description, betstand.app slash the board to be able to do that. Always get the best price by having the most sports books open yeah. to yourself. And you can do that with our affiliate link to support us a little bit more and make yourself a smarter, better. But 
Yeah, uh, I, I started this one on FanDuel and it was minus 150. Then I went to, for the DraftKings to check and it's minus 105. And I was like, okay, so only one that have this better is BetMGM. And I went to BetMGM is plus 100. So yeah, like, you need to shop around. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because if you're only at FanDuel, which a lot of people are, it's the, the ba- it, I'd say like if you had one, maybe that's one of the better ones because of the, all the options available. But uh, yeah, it's important to have at least the key ones that we use in this show open uh, always for line shopping. But we don't need to go too much in on uh, the games that we have tonight for the Sixers, Celtics, as well as the Suns Nuggets, which Pips just talked about. We did a lot of that yesterday, but do want to react on today's show to yesterday's games. A couple of great games. Once again, the NBA playoffs this week have been really, really entertaining. First of all, we'll go chronologically to the Heat and Knicks. The Miami Heat pull through once again and make it a 3-1 series once again. I mean, it was kind of a close game, but it also wasn't. It felt like the Heat were in control for pretty much all the way through. Like, New York never really got too, too close from what I saw. But uh, any chance here, down 3-1, do you think the Knicks have enough to pull through and still win this series? No, I don't think so. And the reason is uh, Spolster is running circles against Tips. Yeah. Coaching-wise. Yeah. And also, Randall is not that guy. And so many things not, doesn't, don't work for, for Knicks in this series. They need quickly as as much as possible. Is their high IQ player, high react, high, high uh, quick reactions. Is quick on defense to adjust and recognize what, what's going to happen. Same thing on offense. When he gets the double teams or anything, he, so they need him. Branson is getting killed by Miami Heat defense, and I don't think he's having a bad series at all. Just maybe poor shooting from three, and that's it. He's playing real well, but Randall is not not hustling enough for defense. This finally big game from Bam at the bio because they went to him. Also, Bam at the bio doing great job on Julius Randle on the other side. Yeah, every, everything going well for, for, for the Heat. Spolstra is exploiting things. Uh, we, we saw finally double teams on Jimmy Butler. So if you double team Jimmy Butler in every single possession and allow him to have 10 assists, then if he scored 27 points, you didn't do good job. Yeah. <laughs> Double and triple team a player and he do the scoring, the same thing he was doing all the series. And then additionally, I he see. gets 10 more assists. That's just... And the the, the, the poor execution is on, on probably Julius Randle and Mitchell not being able to, to react very well on those double teams and the rotation behind and... Max Struz finally coming out big time in, in this series. <laughs> Lowry playing like prime Lowry. Yes. W- woke up last the series. So, yeah. Who, who would have thought when, it, when you think about it? We spoke on the show also when, when, when Heat was killed by Hawks in, in, in the first playing game yeah. that, that Heat would be in the finals. And there... Okay. They're, uh, they were down by 10 or something like 10 late in that Bulls game, too. They almost didn't even make the playoffs. Here yeah. they are, one win away 
And I mean, they have three games to do it to get to the conference finals. And if they get there, I mean, they're no pushover either. Like, I think the Celtics or Sixers will beat them, but this is not going to be a straightforward series for either of these guys. How, I, I guess this is kind of a team that plays harder when it counts, but how did this team finish eighth <laughs> or uh, how did this team finish seventh in the, uh, the East? Because this is, this is a good team. They've, they're deep. They have multiple ways to hurt you. They've got scores like Butler, great defenders like Bam. This is, this is very impressive what they're doing in this series against the Knicks. Yeah, the spoilers are said it mighty great last, uh, last night. They needed to grind in in the in, in the play in the regular season, like really try everything, and that's showing off in the playoffs when it matters. Like they, they didn't have it easy. They, they had so many games that they needed to to play very hard in order to win. Yeah. Because their offense was terrible. Like that's that's yeah. They were the poorest offensive team in the league out of all playoff teams. So. And now in the playoffs, off they're probably second best offensive team, and that's Jimmy Butler. He doesn't care in the in the regular season that much. Yeah, this, clearly. This so now teams need to double team him, and that opens up their shooting great and unlocks their offense. This Jimmy Butler being this one player, yeah, you think you can't stop him. There are maybe five players in the league that are unstoppable, like Jimmy Butler right now. You throw double teams, he'll pass after it. You, you, he'll, he'll get to the line. He'll score over the double team. He can do a, a bit of everything. Great all-around player. He's amazing with defense. So, like, he's unlocking their offense con- con- entirely. Yeah, and, and it helps when you, they have enough shooters as they do. Like Vincent and, starts and, and doesn't shoot well. Go having ahead. the best coach in, in the league. Yeah, yes, that, that yes. A, a, definitely a top coach at the very least. Arguably the best. Um I'll say the best for now. I mean, certainly looking like it. I, I, I'd have to think a little bit harder on that. But right now, yeah, it'd be hard to argue against that. Sorry to get you on the spot, but who would you have above him? Um, I mean, maybe not uh, from yeah. this season, but Greg Popovich. If I had, like, one coach, I'd argue Greg Popovich. But, yeah, other than that, of the playoff teams, I don't know if there's any better tactician than Spolstra. So uh, yeah. I, I'll, on the spot, I'll say Spolstra is the best coach in the yeah. NBA right now. Um, also, for the Heat, I was going to say, it helps when they have so many guys who can hurt the like hurt the opposition. Like you have Duncan Robinson going one of seven from three, Vincent going one of five, but then you get some productivity out of Kevin Love. You get productivity out of Kyle Lowry. Uh, Caleb Martin steps up in this game as well. So just this is just such a somehow well-built team despite their regular I mean, struggles people were mocking a bit uh the thing heat culture but these yeah. are guys all every single guy on this team plays hard like very hard Kelly yeah. martin is <laughs> very tough guy on 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 every possible way you're looking at him you have kyle lowry very, very experienced player to all give her best gave vincent defense on Branson is epic I mean, like he's just tiring him up from the half court, uh, from his own half, like half court pressure. Bema Debayo defensively, you can do try. He can do a bit of everything. He's so versatile. And then you have Jimmy Butler, the ultimate top guy. Yes. So he culture definitely a thing. 
Yeah. Uh, and it's just every guy on the roster knows their role and plays hard when they get on the court. You know, even like Haywood Highsmith has a mini role in this series. Like yeah. who would have seen that coming? But they all know their role. They all play to their strengths. And Spolstra, as you spoke about, I think was last week, always gets the guys kind of playing to their strength, which is great for them. And they're going to win this series, it looks like. And I mean, I don't... <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't think so, but we had that. I had that official pick from myself locked in earlier for the, the Heat to win this series. That's looking pretty good here. Let's go to the Lakers game now. Lonnie Walker, of all people, Lonnie Walker closes this game for the Lakers. He comes through with some big plays in the clutch. And also, shout out Anthony Davis for defending Curry 1v1 on two straight, uh, I guess, the same possession, but off an offensive rebound for, for two different sets against Steph Curry in the clutch reminded me of Kevin Love in game seven of the 2016 finals a little bit but the Warriors did what they needed to do in the clutch and they lead uh they lead the Warriors now 3-1 in this series so I'll ask the same question here no way back for the Knicks according to yourself any way back for the Golden State Warriors in this series yeah it's Golden State Warriors so they're probably winning home game it's 3-2 and anything can happen they have home court advantage so that's big but from the the, the last game was tight at this as it gets i mean some point, very point cool. flip game for sure yeah yeah and, and Lonnie walker decided to game so <laughs> of course golden state Warriors has the chance i think Two tight games, Lakers won, and we have two blowouts on the other two. So this could easily be two two series, and Golden State going back home. So I think there is a bigger possibility of them coming back, but yeah, one game away from from moving to the finals. But for the Lakers, Anthony Davis huge again, especially yeah. first three quarters because he wasn't doing much in the fourth. Steph Curry, uh, once again, showing that he can make uh, a bucket uh, in, in the last 30 seconds, seconds of the game, <laughs> when it's a close game. I think he's now like zero from 11, 12 in the, on the last possession of the game. Mm-hmm. And o- overall, he, I think, missed. Yeah. I am blown out away by his shot selection on that last possession. He took step back mid-range against AD and then took step back three deep three against AD both very difficult shot very greatly contested by AD and both with nine seconds on the shot clock yeah that's kind of absurd why do I think okay I understand trying to isolate opposing big mm-hmm. but it's AD by far the best defensive player in the playoffs so far like I don't think that's a very huge advantage. They needed to get get their they get their offense moving. Isolation doesn't work well in that in that kind of situation. Damon Green with a huge offensive rebound there to give them another chance and then another poor decision by Yeah, he took that three. three. It was a deep three. He took it really quickly after that yeah. offensive rebound. Yeah, so that nine seconds the shot clock both both shots. That's absurd. Like there's no yeah. The first one, it, it really felt like Curry was just prepared, like at least maybe the Warriors as well, but they were prepared to lose with a Steph Curry shot. They were prepared to lose, it, but he's taking that shot because, yeah, AD locked him up. Curry had nowhere to go. 
The only and, shot he could get up was that step back mid range shot, and a step back mid range over like a seven, a six eleven, whatever he is, AD. And yeah, tough shot. The, the thing I saw interesting post about so much on the Twitter last before the game, and it was a picture of KD, uh, LeBron James, I think Kawhi Leonard, and Steph Curry. And who are you taking to take the last shot? I think something like that was in the. And most of the answers was Steph Curry. Like, he's the best shooter. Yeah, he is. But in those kind of situations, historically, he is terrible. One of the worst ever to play the like the game. And I'm taking KD, LeBron James, and Kawhi Leonard, all three, or Steph Curry, to take the last winning shot of the game. Yeah. I, I don't want to yeah. disrespect Curry too much, but, like, I think of, and obviously a four-time champion, and last season in the playoffs, he was spectacular. I'll just go to this data or feelings. Like that, that, you know what? That's, that's a good reference. I'd, have to, I, I'd like to see some full stats on it. I don't know if you have them, but I think of like the 2016 Game 7 finals uh, where he had so many good looks in the clutch and could not hit. And that game was locked at 89-89 for a long time. I think of 2019 Game 6, the Raptors, when the Raptors won that Game 6, and won the championship, like Raptors struggled to score, but like every play, Curry was like running into a off balance three, and like the amount of times Curry could have uh, won them that game, it didn't quite happen. There was even a shot when the Raptors were up two that Curry took and uh, didn't hit as well. Yeah, so I I, I actually don't have actually right now the data about uh, taking the last shot or. But I think like last 20 seconds to tie or take a lead, he's like zero from 13 or something, 11. I don't, probably zero from 11. KD is two for 13. Kawhi Leonard is uh, like 50% shooting, which is unbelievable. And LeBron James is like nine from 18 or, or something. So like LeBron and Kawhi Leonard shooting their career average in, in, in game deciding shots while Kari KD turning into the combined for like two for 25 or, or something. I think what also is relevant here and I guess this kind of catered towards some other guys, but we, we've spoken like oftentimes it's, it's the play calling. Like it's just going isolation in those moments your team is better off looking for like a good shot for a player rather than just isolating. Uh, I, yeah, I like uh, I have here. I'll pull up a graphic here that I I made. I was I was looking at NBA Advanced Stats at the worst clutch shooters in the league, and a lot of them are like superstar players that include Giannis and Tatum. Here, let me toss this up on screen. And and the biggest lesson from this, and you pointed out when I shared it, is that just isolation in the clutch is not. Is just not the way to go. So I, I, if you're listening in audio, I have the worst clutch effective field goal percentages on minimum 40 attempts from this season's regular season. Clutch is defined as five minutes or less, five point different or less. And yeah. the top 10 are Terry Rozier, but then you have John Morant, Siakam, Van Vliet, Garland, Barrett, Tatum, Giannis, Randall, and Kuzma. So a lot of good players on that list, but what it comes down to a lot of the time is isolation. So maybe it's on the Warriors for just reverting to, hey, Steph, go win us the game, go tie us the game, whatever. Or maybe it's a bit on Steph Curry as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a track record for sure of Curry not being able to produce on those final possessions. That's like a very 
small indictment against the outstanding player. But um, what, what do you what do you think they they have to try instead on that last possession? I ran, I ran some offense, like so some try to get a better look. Like okay, I don't I don't know if with if you know that throughout throughout the career, Kai Steph is not great at it. Run some offense and get a good look for any, for like anyone else. Like in, also, if you are going to take the shot with thirty seconds left, you still have time. So it's not you just want to get the best look you can. Of course, you don't want Green Damon to to finish with some shot. But if it's Wiggins, if it's Damon, uh, if it's Wiggins, if it's Clay, or you either get better look for Steph Curry, run some offense. You are the probably the best ever with running with the offense. Yeah, they their offense sets are unbelievable, and yeah, makes sense. So we'll see how that series pans out. Both of these series now at three one tonight. We have two series that are at two two. So we have some exciting stuff tonight. And to help with the excitement of that action here, let's recap the official play from today's show. Going back to Jokic and Durant here, we're going to take them both at twenty five plus points. And to get us to plus 100 odds at BetMGM, we're going to add in Michael Porter Jr. over four and a half rebounds. So this has been your show on Pick and Roll. Reminder, this is the last week we're going to be doing the show in this format. Next week, starting next week for the conference finals, we'll do a little bit less betting related because of how tight those lines are going to be. But it's going to be very preview and reaction based. We'll still be doing content here on the board YouTube channel. So get subscribed. Make sure you drop a like if you enjoyed this particular episode. And we'll be back tomorrow for more from Pick and Roll.